Welcome to the Mixing Babies and Business podcast, where parenthood meets professional development. We'll be covering all things business, flexible, and remote work with kids. I'm your host, Amy Lynch, and I'll be interviewing inspiring guests who've been showing up as their full selves as parents and blurring the lines between their personal and professional lives. Visit mixingbabiesandbusiness.com to join our movement to parents seeking to invest in themselves alongside their kids. Our first guest on the podcast is Frankie Tortora. Frankie's a freelance graphic designer, mom of two, and founder of Doing It For The Kids, a community by and for freelance parents. In episode three, we're talking about working from unconventional places like your car or the garden at night in the rain, how she's investing in herself alongside her children, and questioning the meaning of your life while playing with building blocks with your kids. Let's get into it. I just want to switch to other places you've worked from because I've seen you recording things from your car. You weren't driving. Don't podcast and drive. You know, the work from the car. What are some other unconventional, like you can't just go to a cafe or a co-working space right now. So are there any unconventional spaces where you're like, this is happening? Yes. Well, to be fair, Steve, my co-host has been doing most of the ridiculous um, recordings. I'm mainly in either at my kitchen table or in my office at home, or in my sometimes in my car. But he's been in his car like religiously um, for the past six months. But also in his garden a lot, like in the rain, <laughs> um, at like eleven o'clock at night when it's really cold. Where else was he? He was somewhere really strange, and now I've forgotten. Now I'm talking about it on a podcast. But basically, wherever like he can de- get a decent Wi-Fi connection and it's not too loud. But even then, I mean, to be fair, a car is an amazing sound quality. <laughs> environment to be in like it's hot in the summer which it has been but yeah it's like very well insulated makes for a good sound booth good tip you aspiring parenting podcasters (laughs) do it get in the car yeah and steve like i'm gonna link to your podcast in the show notes but the episodes are all 20 minutes and under and there's over 40 now yeah approaching 50 i think we've got 47 48 yeah award-winning podcast and mostly recorded from a car or in the dark in your garden <laughs> yeah. when it's raining. <laughs> if they could do it, you could do it too. Right, so exactly. Get it out there. I, I had a question about professional development and I don't want to assume that you've had any time to do any in the last seven months because to be honest, like you said, my emails are kind of my professional development right now. Any newsletters I've already signed up for and listening to podcasts is pretty much the only thing I can do and it's in maybe 10 minute chunks. So do you have any preferences to how you're investing in yourself right now and how you like to consume content or ideas yeah I'm definitely um a podcast addict um my podcasting mainly podcast listening is mainly in the bath and the shower like that's my place where I listen to podcasts and I love it I've also really got into audible recently and listening to like books while I'm like just doing the washing up and stuff ignoring my children sorry um yeah that's a really really nice way to consume like business books and stuff not even business books i'm listening to michelle obama at the moment but you know whatever um stuff that feeds my brain yeah really i've got into that quite a lot but my main like professional development since lockdown has been just yeah spending a lot of time thinking about what i'm doing with my life um sounds a bit extreme i mean i know we're all going through these i I feel like we are don't want to speak for everybody but yeah like a lot of people i know are just like what is going on what am i doing is this the work i want to be doing is this it what am i doing with my life is this where i want to live like is this how i want my life to look 
what is it all about? Um, so I've been doing a lot of that, just generally. Yeah, like existential questions. Yeah. I've got quite small kids, so, like, there's a lot of just, you know, playing with one block for an hour, and it's not particularly, you know, I'm not using my brain yeah. a lot. <laughs> um, so I've been just spending a lot of time thinking about all that stuff. Yeah, trying to work out what the next steps are, because I do feel like, like, like we've touched on already, I do feel like... Um, something's going to shift for me quite significantly after this I don't know what it is yet I don't know what it looks like but yeah the whole like what I normally do is graphic design work time for money kind of stuff and that's not really working for me at the moment more so than ever before so um and also like I'm not feeling it as much you know it just doesn't I mean I have some great projects and some great clients but I also have a lot of really boring drudgery (laughs) pays the bills Mm -hmm. stuff and um I'm just wondering whether I can move away from that a bit more tell me tell me I'm not the only one are you thinking about these things too (laughs) it's the dream I mean like I I talk about remote work and I've been doing remote work since 2014 and I had a good thing going where my services were better for me than being an employee and like you I listened to one of your previous episodes where like I grew up with parents who were entrepreneurs it's always been normal for me to have these conversations happening at the kitchen table Mm. or in the home and to have a flexible day We never really had to worry about who was going to meet us off the school bus or Mm. take us to appointments or anything. So I've been thinking a lot about what kind of environment I want my kids to grow Mm. up in. And and one of my questions for you was, we're in the future, there's no pandemic. What kind of world do you hope that your kids will be growing up in? And what decisions are you hoping that they won't have to make because it's already more inclusive or flexible i mean on a global scale i'd like them to grow up in a more tolerant world where we're not burning fossil fuels and all the rest of it yeah i mean yeah so again as you've touched on both both my parents were self-employed and i was employed for a bit and always kind of knew it wasn't for me (laughs) yeah so like i've grown up in that environment and now i'm obviously doing this thing while my kids are around but then my husband is in a very traditional corporate job so while i like to think i'm setting positive role models for both my kids um we also have a very traditional setup in a lot of ways so even for us I feel like there's a long a long way to go in terms of like you know equality between men and women and everybody being able to work equally between partners and everybody being able to work flexibly around their lives whether they have kids or not so yeah I hope I don't feel like my kids are necessarily going to get all of that stuff from us, as I say, because we have some really traditional elements which we try and like talk about. But when they see it, it's the whole like they do what they see rather than hear, right? So like I can talk to him, my son in particular, I'm always like trying to get the feminism down him. Because, <laughs> yeah, have you had your daily dose of feminism? Right. Yet Literally, today? we have a book no. that's called yeah. like the A to Z of feminism or something. Anyway, um, because obviously my daughter is going to be a feminist by default I would like to think so I'm trying to educate him more proactively than her necessarily um and so yeah while I can like talk to him about what that all means and what I think the world could look like for the better like at the same time I'm still the one cooking the meals at the end of the day and like know. you know I'm the one it's what you do every picking day. him up from school the... right yeah to be fair again the pandemic has shifted that in that my partner's been at home so he's been doing loads of like stuff that he wouldn't normally be doing um but my son's also of an age where already so much of that stuff is ingrained as to who does what so like it's quite hard to break that stuff down already even though it's only five so anyway yes I hope that I'm sowing the seeds of them being able to share the load 
whoever they are, whatever gender they are, um, and whatever life they want to build for themselves. But yeah, I do hope they're going to see, like, they can create a, a job for themselves. They don't have to necessarily depend on somebody else. That's a quite a big message I'm trying to, yeah, get through to them. I don't know if it's working or not. <laughs> but I've got, like, a big print in their room, for example, that says, like, make something. And I always, when people always ask me, often in, like, podcast interviews and stuff, they're like, what's, what do you say you're good at kind of thing? Which sounds like a job interview. But anyway, um, and I definitely would describe myself as, like, a problem solver. That's definitely something I'm good at is taking my or other people's or just general problems and trying to solve them and yeah I try and I'm trying to instill in my kids that like whatever you feel the barriers are there is there are things you can do to be proactive to try and make something for yourself rather than feel like you're being stopped by everybody else and I appreciate that comes from a massive position of privilege and there are always going to be barriers that you cannot overcome but um trying to like take initiative I guess rather than going like computer says no let's say you don't get that job computer says no um rather than like internalizing that and feeling like that's it try and look for other routes and other ways to get where you want to go am i making any sense <laughs> you are i'm just i'm trying to do podcast etiquette and i'm i'm not sure if i'm good at it because i'm like i'm always a person that likes to do back and forth banter but i read steve's blog before i came on here don't talk over each other yeah we talk over each other all the time but anyway and also i don't i don't have the editing skills that steve has so um but like yeah you're trying to teach them resilience and don't give your power away and this is like resilience 101 is what we're living through mm. right now and Quite. you can't have what you want and what i keep feeling is you know i get these waves of frustration or things that like you've said you've had to just let go of any expectations you had for the year and it's sometimes I find I'm just repeating myself a lot with my kids mm. and like why we can't go to the park or why we can't do certain things so I mean they're getting used to hearing no more often than they would have um, but we're still working on how do you get creative then with what you're left with make it work but that's you. the thing because like I I do feel like I have a creativity deficit in that <laughs> my job is so creatively demanding and what I do with doing it for the kids is really creatively demanding that when my kids my literal kids come up to me and like oh let's play this game I'm like oh god <laughs> I don't have the reserves yeah I do sometimes I mean today we went to um Egypt and stayed in a nice hotel in my living room you know um <laughs> uh random anyway yeah like I do but I I felt that quite abruptly during lockdown like felt like I wanted to do the like creative play stuff with them and just feeling so drained and not able to do it and feeling guilty about that you know all the rest of it this is like a bit of a weird if someone you know someone dead or alive question so I'm gonna oh yeah <laughs> say it but I was like you know I, I was you always hear these business interviews and they're like if you could have dinner with anyone well we can't right now but and <laughs> and you know I just always feel like it is fascinating sometimes to know who has inspired, like, how did you get to where you are right now? Who's inspired you? And if you could meet anyone, I don't want to say pick their brain, but get some perspective from someone mm. who has already done things that you want to do or you really admire. Is there someone in particular that comes to mind and, and why? Yeah, I don't really know. Um, <laughs> to, to be perfectly honest, the most the person that actually comes to mind, mainly because we've been watching Black is King on repeat, on Disney Plus is Beyonce like I'd love to have a chat 
<laughs> I'd love to have a coffee with Beyonce and be like, tell me <laughs> how, particularly on a creativity level, like, because she is off the charts, like, her talent is insane. Um, and I imagine she has a lot of help, and I get it. Um, but she does have children and has a lot of pressure to, like, be good. But yet she is. She always, like, takes it up a level. She's not just good. She's like, here it is. Um, yeah, I'd love to talk to her about, like, yeah, just, like, managing all of that stuff. I guess, like, emotionally and creati- creatively, rather than, like, on a practical day-to-day who looks after your kids kind of thing, because I can probably guess. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, she's prolific, and she's always coming out with lots of different forms of her creativity. And, mm, and always shifting and changing and, like yeah like what you expect her to do she's like no I don't know just like leaves you in the dust yeah and with having kids it transforms your views on things and it's hard to say you're the same person before and after having kids I feel like I'm definitely not but you've even said this pandemic has changed you again yeah I think it's just shifted my entire like outlook on stuff basically it sounds like someone's weeing in the background, but it's a bath running. I just like to clarify. <laughs> Frankie's bath is running so she can listen to her podcasts uh, for her evening ritual. Um, no, it's it's for the big kid. <laughs> but yeah, I just I want to leave us with a you know how we can connect with you, not via email, and the doing it for the kids community. And you know, people can ponder their existential angst in your group and ask all the all the questions related to freelance and working from home with kids indeed everything is at doing it for the kids.net or one word and it will link you out to the facebook group and the podcast and, and my own website everything you need is there it's fine go there frankie built it herself <laughs> i did it, it is my third baby yeah <laughs> thanks again to frankie for taking the time to chat to us back in august on a summer evening in England when we were still uncertain about what was going to happen with kids going back to school. It's now November, and if you want to learn more about what Frankie's building at Doing It For The Kids, visit doingitforthekids.net. This is the first interview series as part of the Mixing Babies and Business podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard so far, please share it with other parents in your network or leave us a review online. You can subscribe for free to our newsletter at mixingbabiesandbusiness.com, where we share parent-friendly professional development events, opportunities, and digital resources for people who are interested in entrepreneurship, flexible, and remote work alongside their kids. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time.